Happy Tag Tuesday. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm Denise Cooper. I'm Ann Police. We're glad you're joining us on this Tag Tuesday. Denise has something that she's been itching to talk about. I know. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. So I'm going to combine our conversation today is going to be about two things that I love the most. Mm. Food. Oh, yeah. And relationships. Oh, Okay. Doesn't that give you like a warm, fuzzy feeling? The food does. (laughs) (laughs) And the relationships I'm talking about are the ones that you have with your family. Okay. Now I know... Food and family? Food and and family. Okay. It doesn't necessarily have to be family, but the whole thing is... Let's let's just backtrack a little bit. Pre-pandemic... While you were raising your your son mm-hmm. and while I was raising my kids, let me just ask you this. Mm-hmm. Did you guys practice the art of eating together? Oh, um, yeah, as much as we could. I mean, as much as we could. And, the, you know, with like Little League and whatever your kids have going on, um, that's not always possible. But, uh, yeah, we did. If we were all home for dinner, it was a sit down. So I had this epiphany Mm. really not epiphany i'm saying that now after the fact it feels more yeah it it just seems like it seems like a better idea when you say epiphany (laughs) but when my kids were younger and listen i can look back on on a lot of things that i did when my kids were young and i wish i would have done it different sure and even this aspect of what i did wasn't perfect Mm. but i was very intentional about making sure that we ate together as a family okay and from the time the kids were little, that was one of the things, there was a few things when my husband and I married that I said I wanted to focus on. Part of it was I wanted to make sure my kids knew I loved them. And I wanted to tell them that every single day. Mm -hmm. Now, I probably didn't do it every day, but I'll tell you one thing, my kids knew that I loved them because I would say it over and over again. It didn't matter how many times, even when they got old. Mm. And my kids were fine with saying, I love you back, even in front of their friends. Right. So I knew that it was just commonplace. I still tell my kids on the phone that I love them, and they're grown adults. Sure, with their own kids. At work. (laughs) And I work with my kids, and I say it to them in front of people, and nobody blinks an eye because it's just who we are yeah. but the other thing that I wanted to make sure we did was take family vacations mm-hmm. and we'll talk all about that at yeah. some point too right. but the one of the other things that I made it a point of was that we ate to get de- dinner together as often as possible and I did everything under in my power to make that happen even with sports we have yes. three kids yes and I made sure that we ate together and as we were going through this and it was hard I mean crock pots yeah. I was Ooh. using a crock pot. Love it. There was a company called Dream Dinners. It's oh, still yeah. around. I love Dream Dinners, by the way. Are shout they still out. around? They are still around. And oh, you can go there. Dinner. If you don't have a Dream Dinners anywhere in your area, or if you do, go go check them out. Yeah. They are a great, it, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more expensive. People are like, it's so expensive. Listen, 
the time that it takes you to do it there and the convenience of it is mm. so worth it because you put all your entrees together. You can do like 12 entrees in a little over an hour because yeah. I get it so organized and you're in and out. They'll yeah. even make it for you for, for an additional charge. You want them to. They you, were like a precursor to kind of your HelloFresh. It was more of a create your own meal type of thing but it was that idea of look we've got all the stuff ready for you well i've really looked at it as it was a time saving yes situation you could also customize it so that your everyone got what they wanted you know if mm-hmm. you didn't want the onions in there because someone hated onions mm-hmm. or it was you didn't want to add the spice or you didn't like oregano you just eliminate it right, right. so you can and you can choose these things and the the beautiful thing was i didn't have to think about it yeah i could put it in the freezer on sunday night i took out three or four of them and I'd put them in there and uh, pull them out. And within 15 or 20 minutes, you have a meal ready. Right. Because it's all pretty much pre-cooked or you just reheat mm-hmm. and you don't have to think about it. Right. So that was genius to me. Mm-hmm. And the people who started it were moms themselves. And for that same reason that mm-hmm. they valued wanting to eat together. I mean, listen, we all have to eat. Right. And we've, and especially where we live, it's the convenience factor of just going up the street to Del Taco or to something fast food is mm-hmm. so tempting. It's, it's, it's not only right tempting. There. I mean, all of our teenagers have, they live on that food, right? They absolutely do. But it doesn't feed the soul. <laughs> no, it does not. Right? I mean, it, it tastes really good. Yeah. But I'm talking about something deeper. Right. And I, again, I didn't do a lot of things great. Mm. But the, va- the, the placing the value on eating together, my kids understood that we needed to be together. Now, if they got invited somewhere else, yeah, no big deal. Oh, it wasn't a hard But fast. if we were playing lacrosse and everyone wasn't going to get done till 7 o'clock, we ate at 7.30. Mm. I didn't feed some of the kids sometimes and dad comes home later. We all waited for each other. Not every single night, but I would say three quarters of the time we did. And what it, I realized early on is that my kids valued it because they started saying, Mom, we're the only family that I know that eats together. <laughs> they would get invited over to friends' houses. And the idea of eating at a friend's house was the friend and my son would eat together and the rest of the family was nowhere to be found. Yeah. Or they would be eating dinner in front of the television or the computer. Right. Or they'd be playing video games. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was sad Mm -hmm. that families could not come together one time a day to eat. So what did this... So aside from all of the logistics of actually getting the meal, getting everybody in the same spot at the same time, getting the food on the table, what's the benefit of eating together as a family five, six nights a week, as many times as you can. I personally think the benefit is it gives you a time to slow down. I mean, phone, cell phones came into play, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't let the kids bring the cell phones to the table. Right. Sorry, cell phone free zone. Mm-hmm. How many times have you guys gone out to dinner to look around the restaurant to see every person on their phone, not even intermingling with one another? Yeah. Especially if it's adults and they have teenagers or young kids, they're either on iPads or they're on things. They're not using crayons even anymore, right? No, right. They're not trying to keep their kids quiet. They've got a baby built-in babysitter right there, and mm-hmm. I guarantee you that probably. And I'm not judging. Listen, sometimes it's survival. Oh, absolutely. But I think that sometimes the survival has gone into a situation where now we've it, we've just accepted it as 
that's just the way it is. Right. I can't ask my kids to put their phones down. <laughs> I mean, I didn't let my kids for a long time take their phones to bed because no. they were on their phones on social media. And this is before social media is what it is today. Right. I just didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So I think the benefit is that everyone comes together in one place. And as a parent, my personal feeling is it's kind of like driving carpool. You get them in one place in a confined space and they're stuck. Yeah, they are. And listen, your kids want to eat. When they're hungry, they're going to come to the table. Mm -hmm. So I think that the slowing down and taking a moment is the key. So are you, are you saying that they're sitting there, they're confined, you're shoveling food in their mouth as best as possible. Are they, are they, are they coming forth with information or sometimes okay i mean it's the time to just start talking right i mean we know as a parent you know and even as as somebody who is values relationships mm-hmm. when you start asking people questions about themselves they like to talk well sure now teenagers not so much no how was school fine right. what did you learn nothing what's right. going on any homework no Okay, we already know the answers to all of those questions, and it was rhetorical more than anything, but it won't be easy if you haven't done it, but if you start doing it and they just expect this is how it's going to be. I mean, again, I think that we as a society have not put the emphasis on valuing people Mm -hmm. and conversation. Yeah. I mean, our kids right now, they're awkward. I work (laughs) with the youth at church, and a lot of them won't look you in the eye. No. A lot of them don't like to speak in public mm-hmm. i mean nobody really does but if you start speaking to them adult to adult they're gonna and you expect them to have a conversation with you hey put your phone down let's con- i asked you a question right you know so what i'm saying is what happened to the sunday dinner mm. right i mean mm-hmm. it used to be in america or all around the world i know that every culture values eating it's true i mean when you go to europe Mm -hmm. they make uh they make it an art form right dinners are three hours long right it could be four hours long yeah you don't go to europe and expect to have great service (laughs) the kind of service (laughs) americans expect which is in and out gotta go Mm -hmm. no it's a whole situation yeah so what happened to us as a society and how can we get it back well, I, I don't, I'm not a doctor or a psychologist <laughs> or an anthropologist, so I don't You're know. You're a mom. I am a mom. So and a wife. The only experience I have, of course, is my own experience in my own house. Um, I Part of it, I'm going to just blame the mom now. Part of it is laziness on the part of mom because I don't want to have to make dinner. There's leftovers. Well, it could be leftovers. So the point is, it really isn't about, to me, it's not really about what you're eating. Right. It's about where you're doing it. How do you get the kid to the table, though, if the kid doesn't want to come to the table? You're the parent. I mean, at, the, and at, I think you just touched on something very important right there. As I as I get on mom voice and start really doing my, she lecture, pointed her finger at me when she a, said that. There was a pointing. There was a severe <laughs> pointing. But I think I think that we are so inundated with information, responsibilities, overstimulation, all this other stuff that when it comes down to the the actual um implementing of the parenting like saying because 
this is how we do things around the house. That is going to create some arguments. And a lot of times you just don't want the fight. It, it is really going to come down to the fact, do you value the relationship that you want? I mean, I think every parent does the best they can. I don't know about that. I, I think I think that... <laughs> I we, see some parents, I'm like, that's the best you got. I'm, but I think maybe depending maybe on where they is. came from. You know, I look at my father and his upbringing mm-hmm. and he is a loving caring man he but he doesn't show it right that much and he has a hard time expressing it and a lot of it has to do with the fact that he was raised by parents who were not great parents right in a in a time period yeah you know in the 40s and the 50s Ooh. when you know things the values and parenting skills and everything economics and where he was brought up in indiana i mean just so many things played into that so we're we're getting way off track about that right but i think that most parents do tried their hardest let's just give everybody the benefit of the doubt that everyone is going to do the best they can with the information they have with the information they have my point of the conversation we're having and i'm putting this out there because i had a great conversation with a young woman um from church she was at my house she's at my house to run my dogs and we always have a little conversation and she was talking about that she had heard me on a podcast I was on a different podcast optimistically overwhelmed getting a little shout hey out girls. to Chelsea and Dee Dee um, if you haven't heard them go look them up they're great, much more positive than we are say, it's <laughs> such a great uplift they're such positive people um, I know Chelsea personally I don't know Dee Dee personally but I've heard their podcast know them both they're amazing Chelsea is the most positive human I've ever met and just and a kind. sweetheart Yep. Oh, Anne I and I her. aren't positive or kind most of the time. But we're a lot of fun to have at a party. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you were on their podcast. I was on their podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, I was talking about relationships. And and Sammy, who we are going to have on our podcast, she was supposed to be on today, actually, but we couldn't work it out. She'll be on at some point just to get her point of view as a teenager right now growing up. But she told me about the fact that she was listening to my podcast and how I was talking about relationships. Yes. And she was going through, she's going through something right now in her life where it was really important to her. And she heard these words and it kind of made her think differently. She said something about how important relationships were. And I thought, wow, you know, this is a teenager who values relationships. Mm-hmm. So then I asked her about her relationships with her, her dad and mom. Mm-hmm. They're great people. Yeah, They're just... Everybody comes from where they came from. Right. Right? Her dad and mom don't want to talk about the hard stuff sometimes. Right. Again, not bad or good. I'm just saying these kids are looking for, they're looking for a place. Okay. They're looking for people to value them. Okay. And to tell them you're expected to be here. Sit down and eat. Kids need structure. Yeah. We know that. And when I say kids, I mean teenagers too. Oh, they're kids until they're not kids anymore. Listen. They're always going to be your kids. You're always your kids. Yeah. I don't care who they are. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're pains in the butts until they're, until you. Until are, you become a pain in the butt. Until you become. And then, then you that, can then exact your revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's payback for everybody. <laughs> so I just, that's one of the reasons I want to talk about this today is because I really feel as if there is something being lost in society and it can start one dinner at a time Mm. in each home right you can affect the most change in your own home we know that and if the pandemic hasn't taught us anything where were we during the pandemic and where did you get stuck in your house in your house now 
I think that I've talked to many people. Yeah. From work, from church, from the neighborhood, and some people that I that I do business with in in other forms. Everybody has a story about the pandemic, right? Yeah. And how it affected them. Mm-hmm. I would say for the most part, when I take my unofficial, you know, questionnaire for all these people, yep. the survey from them, yeah. most of them valued the fact that they had more time together. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Because, that's a good reason. Right. Because all of a sudden, the things that really don't matter, like 20 sports, even though they're great and everybody no, needs to participate, yes. we get so inundated and so much going on mm-hmm. that we forget to slow down. So my feeling is we're going to all start going on all cylinders because it's already happening. It's yes. opening up. The world's opening up. So now when you listen to this, I don't even know when this will air. Right. It might be six months after it's already done. Yep. But it's never too late. If you think your kids aren't going to go for it, start mm-hmm. slow. And so my point isn't that you need to be doing dinners like these big lavish dinners right maybe start for one time a week and it doesn't have to be sunday it could be saturday it could be friday night yeah. i had a friend in the neighborhood janine rab she's listening mm-hmm. she's awesome um, she has a blog that's called um through rose colored glasses nice and she's a she, she's just a, an amazing woman she had monday night pizza night nice. and she made home they made homemade pizza with her kids and all their friends on monday nights on monday nights it was a tradition i love that and she still continues to do it she does it with friends it's just part of what she does there are so many ways to achieve what you're saying and i don't know that people maybe think about it because even what you're saying to me and I'm, i'm like i could i do all kinds of dinners all the time with my family or with friends or whatever um i never thought about just having monday night's pizza night everybody knows you just drop it there's been movies out and I, I love I love the um, Hispanic culture. Yeah. I just I mean that family the family. I mean, for me, we have uh, we have a lot of friends. We're in like we've talked about in the past. We are in kind of the melting pot of and we're in Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. We're in this Orange County area where there's a lot of um, migrants from yeah. from Mexico mm-hmm. and all over Latin America the best group of people ever because they value family yeah and they're always together yeah and they have traditional family dinners where there's 30 40 people coming over and it's no big deal it's a potluck so i think that instead of worrying about what's being served we need to think about what we want to talk about okay so i'll give you a couple ideas about let me before you go i know that you're going to go on a very positive helpful tangent which is what this is what the people are here for give me something to work with right but let me just be devil's advocate for just a second okay you have someone in your life a close friend who says i pick my battles what if that's the attitude not just about but what if that's just one more thing on this person and every person like them on their list of to just say my kids they put up a fight every time I tell them I can't do this I cannot do it I have to pick my battles mm-hmm. and that's not going to be one of them I here's what I would say this would be one of them I would pick why? I would choose something different so let's get to the end of why I think these are important okay. not what we want to do mm-hmm. I personally think and I've said this over and over again that life's about relationships right the ones you have with yourself the ones you have with your God mm-hmm. and the ones you have with your family mm-hmm. are the ones that are important. Right. 
okay? But every single thing you do is about a relationship. If you are, as a parent, if you really look at your lifetime of being a parent and you have to go back in time you're now 80 years old and you look back to what your legacy is Mm -hmm. you look back to what you have accomplished it really is going to be something to do with your children and how they turn out oh that just could not be more true i personally (laughs) think that you know you you take the most pride and you take the most pain from your children Uh you're only as happy as your saddest child i think dr phil said that i don't know but i've been saying it every time something goes right or goes wrong in our life Mm -hmm. when it is involving my kids or their kids right it's literally the most painful or the most most joyous Mm -hmm. right so i think where you want to go look at these relationships as an end game what do you want the end to look like right like you look at the finish line how are you going to get there this is one step on how you want to get to be in a better place and time with the people in your life let's say you don't have family near you Uh okay so you're thinking i'm going to tune out right now because none of my my kids are grown they live in different states Mm -hmm. we need to come together as a community Mm -hmm. we need to come together as a neighborhood Mm -hmm. we need to come together as a church we need to come together as other adults just a community just a community again i think that what we've learned through this whole pandemic is we are in this together Mm -hmm. but we didn't feel too together when this all started oh no we didn't feel our sense of and and it's been very difficult because i think we've been pulled in all different directions politically Mm -hmm. i think the media has made us feel as if we're a lot apart much more apart and we have all these differences my i'm here to say we are so much more alike Mm -hmm. and politics doesn't mean anything i would hope not i mean literally in the big scheme of things when you're looking at relationships the politics does not matter what matters is the people in your life that you value know you love them and they love you Mm -hmm. and you have mutual respect you cannot have any of those things if you're not together right you can't cultivate a better relationship with somebody if they're not in the same room no that's very true i mean you can try it on zoom And you can go visit them sometimes. But if you have the ability to be geographically close to one another, Mm -hmm. and I'm saying you can drive an hour. Sure. Maybe it's only once every quarter. Sure. Maybe it it is what it is. I think also, and tell me if you think this is right. Hmm. I think it is that it's all about trying. Yes, effort. Effort. I mean, when you put the effort in, people value that. Oh, for sure. Yes, they do. They, they want, feel important. They want to feel, I was just going to say, they want to feel like they matter to you, but they, they matter to someone, you know, and that's, that is one way of doing it. It's talking about this has made me think we were in uh, Hawaii for the bulk of the pandemic mm-hmm. and we were on, we chose to. Poor Anne. Yeah, I know everyone really Poor is so sad. Anne. Well, there's a downside to everything, you know? <laughs> and I mean, yes, you're in paradise, but at what cost? I mean, there, there's, we were on the island of Kauai. My husband had uh, work over there, had a project over there. And so we stayed. We stayed over there during the pandemic. When everything got shut down, we're like, well, we can go to California and not enjoy all the things that we love in California. Or we can just stay here where it's a very small town. It's very insular. And it's like, okay, it's not going to make that much of a difference whether there's a pandemic or not. And it didn't. Um, 
everyone was very safe and very cautious, et cetera, et cetera. All of a sudden, um, I realized that I was making dinner probably six nights a week for people who were showing up at my house. And I don't mean just unexpected knocks on the door. I'm saying, you know, like during the day, uh, my husband was talking to the electrician or something. And, and then somewhere around three o'clock, my husband would say to me, oh, by the way, the electrician, his wife and his two kids are going to be coming over for dinner. And suddenly I'm, I'm putting something together. Here's the thing about the people of the island of Kauai and probably all, I mean, I don't want to say Hawaiians because they're not all Hawaiians. There's Tongans, there's Poly Polynesians. Island, the islands. The island people. They're the most generous people. Absolutely. In the world. And family oriented. It's all about family. And and they, they consider you family. Once you're in the circle, you're not getting out. You don't want to get out. Or not. No, they want to envelop no. you in all of their love. I and love it. Like, <gasps> Please envelop me in your love. But but he, so we had a few sort of organized, not parties, but uh, events that happened at, at the house over there. And uh, it was one of those things where, and I'd heard this before from a friend here in Southern California whose daughter married into a Polynesian family. She said, we're sending out um, 300 invitations <laughs> and we've got enough food for 500 people. And I'm like, that, she was like, no, those are accurate numbers. I was like, that's crazy. Well, fast forward to now and we had like an organized event over the house where there were x amount of people invited so let's say there were um there were 50 invitations that were sent out there were 135 people there because in the polynesian culture if you're invited to an event you, you can, can bring, bring anybody your cousin else. Mm -hmm. you can bring your auntie mm -hmm. and no one would no one cares so it's now it's not rude Oh, it's absolutely not rude because that person has brought a hot dish Ooh. that you, it's going to knock your socks out. Oh, yeah. And it, it wouldn't matter if they did or not. Mm -hmm. But they're like, well, I'm coming. So I have to, like, I have to bring something to the party. I'm not going to come empty expect handed. a seat at the table without putting something down. They bring the most delicious food. And now all of a sudden, you have three new friends that you didn't even know you wanted. Oh. And now they, they, you run into them. I literally, this is so off topic, but I was at a furniture store in Lahui. Um, picking up something that I had ordered and uh, the gal that was checking the the gal that worked there that was like put, processing my credit card she goes and uh, she was reading the, my name on the credit card and she goes do you live in that house over in Kelia and I said yeah and she goes do you know Mel and I'm like yeah and she goes oh I saw their wedding I was on, <laughs> I saw their wedding I was on like the FaceTime wedding thing or whatever and then I came and picked up those pots I'm like oh that was you like this girl had been to my this is how small town this place is she was at the next event yes. she comes in and is like hi remember me I work over at the furniture store I'm like hi new best friend so it's one of those things it's like once you just sort of have a few people over and it's I love Monday night pizza night. I'm absolutely obsessed with that now. Yeah. Once you start Monday night pizza night and everybody knows that, hey, we're going over to Dee Dee's for Monday night pizza night and I can bring a friend, it's it's game on. It's game now on. you've got these relationships that you didn't even know you wanted. You built a community. Right. You built a community right. from, you know, from a ragtag bunch or sure. maybe it's a concerted effort of people that right. you specifically are asking there. Mm -hmm. But again, I just think... It's one of those things where you just got to go through it and make it happen, mm -hmm. and then you'll see the value in it. It is a lot of work. So some of the things where we want to go, we want to we want to value each other. Mm -hmm. We want to feel like, especially our our kids and their kids and mm -hmm. their spouses, mm -hmm. we want to make them all feel like they're important. 
because they are <laughs> they're the most important the thing most to important. me yeah right? right so and i happen to love to entertain yes i i mean my house my whole entire house is built on entertaining that's correct and i love throwing parties mm-hmm. and i love tablescaping <laughs> it's a, it's oh, a, word. a whole other podcast. <laughs> if you haven't heard, if you don't know what a tablescape is, go ahead and look it up. But <laughs> Denise's picture will come up immediately. It won't, but I, and I don't do anything spectacular. I just like to make, it's kind of like wrapping a gift. You can wrap it in brown paper and they won't be that excited to open it, but you wrap it in something really cool and fun and kind of a little bit outside of the norm or you've put some thought and, and effort yeah. into it, they're excited to open it, right? Yeah. It could just be something small, but they, they've they seen the effort. Right. That's how I feel about dinner. Mm-hmm. I can just throw some paper plates on. And don't get me wrong. Listen, if that's not your jam, get the paper plates out. 100%. Get the takeout from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Right. Bring it over. Turn on the 8-track tape player. Oh. There's an eight-track tape player. Oh, what do we have? I don't know. I'm thinking I'm back in the '70s or something. <laughs> I don't know what Saturday I just did, fever? but I, my mind was back when I was like 15, and all of a sudden, <laughs> no. Turn on your music. Yes. Right. Get your Bluetooth speaker out. Turn on your Apple Music, and just get everybody together and yeah. just be, mm-hmm. be together. Yes. Just be together. So, here's a couple things. Like I gave you pizza. Monday yes. pizza night. Monday Another pizza thing night. to entice the kidlets to come, mm-hmm. and specifically the teenagers. Your young right. kids are going to want to be there, right. okay? Mm-hmm. Theme night. Okay, what is that? I mean, well, you've got Monday pizza night. I'm just saying, like, maybe it's Hawaiian day night, Ooh. and everyone wears their Hawaiian shirt. What if we're doing a little roast pig exactly. that we got at Costco? Or maybe you just put it, you know, you put some pork, pulled pork in your crock pot let it sit all day long while you're at work or mm. you're at church or wherever mm. you have hawaiian rolls um <gasps> you play you know lilo and stitch for the kids yes. i'm just saying make it something whatever i mean i didn't go we didn't go out to fancy dinners for valentine's day right. i think we talked about this on a podcast that i didn't value valentine's day because it was a made-up holiday i love the idea of love but i would serve a candlelit dinner for my kids and my husband mm. It was not very romantic when, in the sense that we didn't look each other in the eye and say, ha, oh, I just love you so much. You do that 364 days yes. of the year. Yeah, that's hot and I do that every night. <laughs> All the time. So, but we made it special and the kids knew what we were going to be doing. Yeah. And I thought it sent a better message to stay home with the kids on a Valentine's Day because again, I loved my kids more than anything else in the world. Right. So what better way to express it than, and then next week I'll go out with my husband sure. to a fancy dinner where it's not double the price and there's a million people. Right. Again, themes kind of make Theme night. It, it fun. I like it. Right? Mm-hmm. The other thing is have them invite friends. Okay. I loved when my friend, when my kids' friends would come. I don't mean to brag, yeah, but I make a pretty mean taco. <laughs> it's not bragging when it's fact, there, sister. She does, and I only say that because one of my eldest friend son's friends would invite another set of friends over, and they would come over and they're like, "Your mom makes a mean taco." Oh, that was a quote. So a friend of a, friends of friends are inviting friends to come over for Dini's my tacos, tacos were pretty famous. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> But maybe it's the same thing. Maybe every time, maybe you meet once a month and it's always Taco Tuesday. Yes. A neighbor up the street, their kids happen to live, they have two kids. They both live in, within the area every night. They come every Tuesday to their parents' house okay. for Taco Tuesday. Sure. And the kids have got cute little 
let's talk about, you know, oh, they have yeah. little shirts they wear, little yeah. sombreros. I mean, it's just her way of bringing her family together. And they know they don't plan anything else but going to Taco Tuesday with their family. Right. That's what's happening on Tuesday. It's what's happening on Tuesday. Yeah. So. All right. What else? I like the way I like. You, you this, like it? I like the list that we're creating. Here. Are you are you on board now for this oh, whole I'm, situation? I have always been on board. I just know that there are people listening, people that you and I both know who are just mm-hmm. like, it's too much trouble. It is trouble. It takes work. It does. So yeah. I looked this up because I, I, I typed in, and you guys can do the same thing. Why are Sunday dinners important? Okay, what answer did you get? And, and what, I, what Google told me was it gave me a bunch of blogs and things, and Emily Post no, sure. had mm. some whatever. Mm-hmm. But one of the, um, the uh, blogs, or it's called Everyday Etiquette, Sunday Dinner, an Old Tradition in a New Light. Okay. Um, I looked that up, and it, it gave some examples of tips for successful Sunday dinner. And let's just put in there tips for successful family dinner family dinner okay or friend dinner or whatever Tips your community for successful dinners dinnering yeah number one <laughs> keep the atmosphere casual warm and relaxing mm-hmm. you want to focus more on spending time with your guests than the elaborate menu okay so true relaxing listen if we think that your house has to be perfectly clean too mm. in order to have people over yep you'll never have anybody here no one wants to come over for that I don't, I mean. I don't want to serve that. I can't. I can't make my house perfect, so don't try. Please don't try. Don't try. I don't care. I'm not a great cook. I mean, That's I literally. That's not true. I'm, I'm an okay cook. I, mm. I'm not a great cook. I, I'm telling you, I don't have a lot of imagination. And let's just say this. I'm old enough now. I'm sick of cooking. <laughs> I would much rather just go buy the food and bring mm-hmm. it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if I have 50 people here. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to probably do it on my own. No. So my tradition for Sunday dinners is, and I have daughter-in-laws that are awesome. Mm-hmm. And if Jacqueline lived around here, my daughter is mm-hmm. a fantastic cook. She's a great cook. She's way better than I am. Crazy. I don't even know where she got it. But um, I have everybody bring something. Yeah, that's the best way to do because it. Because I've talked to several people of that are in our same boat, uh, our ages, who have mm-hmm. adult children. Mm-hmm. And they don't have their, they never get together for family dinner. And I ask them, why aren't you guys getting together for family dinner? And literally they live near each other. And my one friend said, I get burned out. I work all week. I have Saturday and then Sunday or whatever day I'm doing this dinner, I have to do all the work and my kids are just sitting around doing nothing. They're watching television. I'm cleaning up. I've I've prepared. I've done all these things. Hmm. Here's my thing. Don't, it shouldn't be about that. Mm-mm. And I gave her the advice, and I will give it to all of the you who are listening, the 10 listeners we have out there. Oh, we got more than that. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I, I will say this. Give the expectations of what you want to accomplish to the group you're trying to reach. Uh-huh. So if it's all your kids, set them down and say, hey, I'd like to start a tradition of doing Monday night pizza night. What yeah. do you guys think? Right. I'm willing to bring all the dough mm-hmm. if you guys bring the topping. Okay. And... I'm going to assign everybody a, a, one assignment. You'll bring dessert one time. She will bring the drinks. You will be in charge of cleanup. Whatever it is, yeah, right? right? It should be one of those things where everybody understands this isn't about mom serving you. Right. This is about us serving each other. Man, that's hard to establish because you get in those, you get in the patterns with the kids and they have an expectation, even though they're 25 or whatever, 
this is what mom does. I know. And it's like, you got to break that somewhere along the, the road. I think you do. And I think as mothers, we also have the tendency to think that if it's not done by me, it's not going to get done. Um, or if it's not done by me, it's not going to be done right. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> correct. Or he doesn't do it as well. Or she doesn't make as good of a, you know, mm-hmm. cheesecake as I do. So I better do the cheesecake. Oh, and she doesn't, her sauce doesn't taste as quite as good as mine. I'll do that too. And then pretty soon. You're doing it all. You're doing it all. You've just destroyed what you are trying to accomplish which is I think we're we we sometimes take away the opportunity for others yeah that's true to have the experience yep. and part of it is them those people serving you yeah that's it, it, it can't so hurt true okay number two is invite as many people as you can comfortably fit around your table okay that's a good point I have a problem with that because we have a you know our family isn't small yeah but tables don't usually fit 15 people Mm-mm. i mean unless you have a big house you're not going to fit 15 people now my my deal for that is we have neighbors across the street they use their front yard oh. their front yard is set up a little different yeah so it doesn't seem like it. it's almost like they have this little area but it's a it's on their driveway but they've managed to make this little vignette for them to sit out there they've got bistro lights strung out there they're out all the time cutest they just put costco tables out there and you know regular lawn furniture and stuff out there so it's a casual area they entertain out there a lot Mm -hmm. so if you can't fit everybody around one table most often we have our large table which we can sit like eight or ten people around there comfortably I bring a Costco table and set it next to it. Mm-hmm. I've also invested in a small child's Costco table, mm-hmm. which keeps the kids down on their level mm-hmm. and kind of away from mom and dad anyway. And I've made it so everybody feels comfortable. Right. You don't have to have just one table, mm-hmm. but have a place for everyone to feel like they have a seat. That's the thing is you don't want, you know, four or five people over here at the bar I mean, the bar countertop bar, not a bar drinking alcohol, but like just at, you know, over there at the bar with the high table, with the high seats. And then you've got or the kids table or the kids table. The unmarried people are at the kids That's table. That's a bummer. You want everybody <laughs> as much together as, as you can. My father-in-law used to have a lot of people over for Thanksgiving dinner and he would unapologetically bring out the uh, paper products we ate off paper plates for thanksgiving dinner i had never seen that in my life and i was aghast at first and then when i saw the amount of people we were having i'm like well this is just genius is all this is and then it was a buffet instead of a sit down please pass the asparagus it was a buffet and then that took everybody out of like the hot kitchen and moved you to an area where we were all sort of eating on our laps but there were chairs enough for everyone right so all 18 of us could sit near each other without there being like well the single people are over here we it it wasn't conventional in any way especially for thanksgiving which is you know such a a big deal meal but at the same time i was like that was the first time i'd ever seen anyone sort of think outside the box for that meal that would not have been acceptable in my home growing up in any way paper plates were absolutely not happening ever right um so to see that it's like no this is about us hanging out it's not about it's it's not not about the tablescape sometimes Mm -hmm. it is but for this particular thing it absolutely was not i think for me i like to set a nice table but within reason right? right like I'll put napkins out. I'll put, yeah. We do a buffet every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. I, we have a big counter. Yep. I just put it all out there because everybody then can get their kids' plates. They can get everybody's plates. Everyone sits down. We wait for each other to get to the table. Yep. 
and it's it's lovely. I have a little bar cart where I have uh-huh. everything on there so everyone can help themselves to their own drinks when they get there. Right. I don't have to worry about it. I have a pitcher of water. I usually have crystal light. Mm-hmm. I have sodas, whatever it is. We just have it there so everyone's kind of independently able to take care of themselves and I don't have to be the one. It's not all about, excuse me, could I get some ice? There's a big container of ice right there that your legs aren't broken. Right. Meander over there, but right? That's, but that's the thing is though that you've set out these little stations. Like you kind of have to think it through a little bit first if you're having people over or whatever. Uh, here's where the drinks are. This is... I'm tossing all those drinks in this one area. Here's the ice. Here's some disposable glasses. If the kids need them, here's some regular glasses if you want to knock yourself out. Absolutely. You know, you kind of have to organize it just a little bit, but it all that takes is just a little bit of pre-planning. It doesn't cost any more. And, and in the end, it ends up being better for everybody. Absolutely. So the, the third one is something we already we already touched on, which is be open to guests who ask if they can bring someone. Absolutely. I have a little bit of a, I get a little anxious about this. Why? personalities or what no no because because I have to let go let God like I have to let it go (laughs) because if I have set a table or if I have these expectations I like to prepare be prepared sure if someone just shows up what if I don't have enough food that's a thing so that's why BYO side dish so here this is this is number five and Mm -hmm. we'll get to number four in a second but it says keep the menu no it is number four um, no, number five. Sorry, doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. Keep the menu simple and seasonal, yeah. but have plenty of everything. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever gone somewhere and there wasn't enough yes. food? You feel like you shouldn't have been there. Yes. It feels so unwelcoming. It's so embarrassing. It's uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. that's one of the reasons I get stressed out about people. But if, like when I'm telling, I'll, I'll usually... Inv- if we had had my entire family here on a Sunday, we can have 25 people because mm-hmm. that enough people around us live here. But I yeah. usually try to keep it to about 15 at the max because right. when it gets past then and people aren't even able to talk to each other no. really well, we, when it's summer, we can be outside. It's a little bit easier to have more, but you just kind of have to keep it. I just tell everybody, like, if they say, can I bring something? Yes. Can you bring a salad? Sure. I usually round up to five people extra just in case yes. somebody shows up yeah prepare be prepared for the extra right. and i keep stuff in the freezer yeah. so if i had to pull out an extra something like a vegetable or something that would make up the difference mm-hmm. i'm ready it's, it's there here's my trick for that exact thing is i buy extra bread i am mm. infamous for making french bread Ooh. um you make it yourself no i don't make the bread myself oh. costco does that for me because they're great <laughs> like that um, they're so giving. I love them. But I do the whole, it's super simple, it, but it looks like you, uh, it's worth a million bucks. You just slice up that French bread, you dip the top in a little olive oil, and you sprinkle Jane's crazy mixed up salt oh, yeah. up on top, and then you broil it real quick so it's just crusty. It's just good. It's a good. I've had your bread. It's good, right? You have you have some good, good carbs in your love, house. Oh, man, I love the carbs. If you have that one loaf of bread, you bought two, you've prepared one, and Sally and John have brought their brother-in-law and his two kids, because he's going through a divorce, um, (laughs) you pop that other French bread in there and suddenly you're filling people up on carbs and they don't notice that there's not enough broccoli. It's great. That's great. And (laughs) who wants broccoli if there's bread anyway? Hey, listen, bread solves all the problems. Please. Um, The other one is be open to guest. um, No. Invite guests to arrive between 1 and 4 in the afternoon. What is that? What do you mean? I don't really know. I When I read that the first time, I thought, 
guess it's like an open house situation. But if we're having a sit down dinner, why? Maybe don't... it's not. Okay. I mean, that's what I that's what I said. I said, but we're eating at six. Why right. would I invite them between <laughs> one and four? Right. This is thinking outside the box. This okay. is maybe this would work for you. Okay. Maybe you're having you know people over to have drinks and yeah. you know appetizers okay. and a swim, sure. and you just invite them over. And anytime you come, come. Okay. Just show up. Okay. It's pizza night. It's pizza night. Doesn't matter. Aren't we going to eat pizza at a specific time though? Not really. Because that, you're going to only cook a that you're going to be hand making them anyway. You're going to put a couple in the oven and other people are going to again, the pizza making the beautiful thing about it because I was privy to this whole party situation at her house before. It's not about the pizza. No, it's not about the pizza except that pizza sounded so dang it, good right now. It is sometimes about the pizza, <laughs> but in this situation, no. The pizza becomes secondary, sure. right? It becomes about, oh my gosh, look and he just made a pizza with a happy face and the pepperonis, right. right? Like, what the heck is this? Why are you making it look like, you know, yeah. in that shape? It looks like the state of Michigan. What's going on here? You know, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, you burned it? Oh, let's start again. Right. It's it's really just about the experience and the other thing that i think she did if i remember right is she had aprons for everyone oh so cute aprons wear a little italian shirt every time you're oh, there if i could sew this Mama would all Mia. be so great i know let's have a party <laughs> yeah um say yes to help with yes. prep the food the cleanup yes. everything yes do not do it yourself no no need to there's not a, not only no need to you're taking and robbing people of the ability and opportunity to serve plus there's nothing better than getting in that kitchen with someone that maybe you don't know all that well who wants to help look now you've got a new friend can i take you back to the island now i have to tell you a story Please. um the okay the the hawaiians also know how to eat and I mean, they know how to eat well. No, they Some. are good eaters. And the reason they're good eaters because their food is good. Their food is so stinking good. So Everything um, about the island is good. Oh, there's nothing bad about it. No. Um, we had some, some folks over uh, who had some special fish. I believe it's called moi. Mm. And it's the fish of the king. And Ooh. it only runs like it's got a season. It's not, which I think, I guess all fish does. Like you can't have ahi you can't catch ahi year round you can only catch it during these months whatever i don't i'm not a fisher i don't person i don't know what you're talking about so <laughs> i'm looking at you like she's wow she's looking at me blankly and i am <laughs> looking back at her blankly like i don't know what are we talking about but there's this fish called moi and it's only in season a few times at whatever a year so uh keith who uh works for us there on Kauai, shout out keith uh he got some moi and said this is moi and blah 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 and so my husband told our electrician, who then lost his mind and was like, we're coming over for dinner. My wife knows how to make moi really good. So they come over. She brings some beautiful side dish. I don't even remember what it was. Some sort of salady thing. And then she has this little bag of like stuff, spices and different things. And I'm like, what's up? And she's like, do you know how to cook moi? And I'm like, I don't think i do why and she's like well you can't You're like i'm white i don't do live I here normal like i even know what moy is <laughs> she's like well there's a special way to cook it you can't just toss it on the barbecue let me do that for you and she like there wasn't a question she didn't ask if she could do it granted this is a cultural thing but to your point when someone offers their help don't shoosh them away we she made this moy and you got to watch her I got to watch her. She and you taught learned. me how. Exactly. And she was not afraid to criticize 
She brought over. Now get this. Get this. She's the absolute best. I mean, she just you love her. Um, on the island of Kauai, and I assume on all the islands, they have these sacred salt beds. And they're especially, they're on a specific part of the island and they are passed down. They're ancestral. They're ancient. I probably sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I don't. But they're these salt beds that are probably six foot by maybe 12 foot. It's a bed. And the ocean, the tide comes in and then the tide goes out and it leaves a, just a smidgen of uh, salt water. That salt water evaporates and it leaves the salt. Hmm. And then they go harvest the salt, which is they like scrape it, scoop it, whatever. She has a friend who was an ancestral salt bed person who gives her this special sea salt. She brought that sea salt. Could you tell the difference? Yeah. Oh. You can tell the difference. I didn't know that you could tell the difference. Because it's salt. It's salt salt, right? This ain't your mama's Morton's. Sorry, Morton's. Yeah, the girl with the umbrella no longer. No. Her little boots kicking her out. Um, you use that salt on the moy. So she was telling me, okay, grab some of that sea salt and do blah, blah, blah. blah. And it's pink. It looks like a pink Himalayan salt. Yeah. Um, I, like the white chick that I am, stuck my fingers in her canister of mm. the sea salt. And she goes, no, 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 no. Don't, Don't do touch it. it. Don't ever do that. <gasps> Very sweetly. Sweetest lady on the planet. But she was like, don't ever do that. Why? That's what I said. And she's like, it ruins the salt. The oil from your fingers oh. is going to now downgrade that salt. Blah, blah, blah. Way to let downgrade the salt. Whoa. I mean, I was like, but anyway, I, it's one of those things. Obviously, I'm talking about it. It's one of those things. Someone offered me help. I didn't think I needed it. Clearly, I did. But now, look now. At, look, look at, at look who you got from that. Look, look at, look at you, now. You didn't even know how valuable no. that help was going to be no. because it wasn't just about her bringing food so you could eat it. It no. was about having this experience with her. Of creating a meal. And getting to know this woman. Yes. Getting to know the traditions of the island. Right. Getting to understand. I mean, you, you were taught something. Yeah. I it, got a history lesson. Who knew Moy was the fish of kings? We ate like kings. That's amazing. Literally. It's just, again, this it goes to the whole idea of it's not about the meal. No, it's not. It's not just about the meal. It's okay. Not just about the meal. So the next one um, serve the food family style. Now we've mm-hmm. talked about this a little bit. It says buffet style okay. or a combination of both. You could sit everyone down for a plated first course, then serve family style platters or enlist helpers to plate each course. It's all about lingering. Okay. So when you're talking family style, you mean like a big bowl of asparagus and we pass it around the table. Yes. Okay. Or they're saying maybe you have two helpers pass that around and mm-hmm. then they go put it back and then sure. somebody else brings the next dish over and, and they do it. Yeah. It's in, it's about enlisting help. Mm-hmm. It's about taking the time. It's not just about scarfing the food down mm-hmm. and finding a way to get home as soon as you can. <laughs> there are those nights. There are those but it's, nights. It's about involvement. Everybody gets a piece of this dinner, right? You know. Number eight. This is a part I was going to talk about, but I waited till I could say it in this part, and we'll talk a little bit about it. Having an activity available before and after the meal, like what? We you have can to play, play a board a game. game. <laughs> Sunday crossword puzzles. Uno. We do an Uno. Could take a walk. <laughs> okay. As a group. Sure. Play croquet or bocce ball. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Watch a movie Mm. or a ball game or just sit around and chat. So something that we have done 
one of the family traditions and and we don't do it every single time but when the kids were little we would go to church every sunday and we would always ask them what did you learn today yeah they had to tell us something okay they better listen. They better They better tell us something. I got I to come out with something. Got to come out with something. It, it sometimes was a smart aleck remark mm-hmm. or, you know, it was not too deep or anything. Right. But it was something. Mm-hmm. Um, now that the kids are bigger and not all of them go to church and not all of them are on the same place that we are, yeah. we have done a time where we still talk about what we learned or something that we're grateful for mm-hmm. or some kind of positive experience. Highlight of the week. And we'll go around the table and everyone gets to tell it. Nice. And it's really fun. The kids, the young kids tell it. Mm-hmm. And it could be that I got to go to preschool today. Yay. Or, you know, I, I got to, I took the dog on a walk. I made a friend. I made a friend. Yeah. Whatever it is. Everyone gets a chance to talk. And because it's a tradition, people are looking for things to talk about on the Sunday. Right? So they're, they're thinking about it. They're thinking about it. So mm-hmm. Monday comes around, something great happens to them. And they're like, I'm going to, they're putting it in their little memory bank that on Sunday, I'm going to tell the family about this. Mm-hmm. And again, I've had some of the most special times with my family since they've been old enough to do this and really pay attention to it mm-hmm. because we're all listening to that person. Mm-hmm. And again, it's about listening because sometimes we're interrupting and that's what our family is known for is interrupting each other. <laughs> so we're, we're trying to do better at that. Yeah, but um, for real. that's something. The other thing that we've done and I've seen other people do it is there's stacks of cards and they'll ask a question. Oh, yeah. You've seen those, those dinner, yeah, dinner, dinner questions starters, or yeah. whatever mm-hmm, it is, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, what's the first concert you ever went to? Or, Journey. Really? Yeah. You want to know what my first concert <laughs> yes. is? Yes. You won't believe it. Billy Squire. No. It's not my very first concert. Culture well, Club. It might be the very first concert. Pat Benatar. But it's the one that I, you haven't even come close. <laughs> Mac Davis. Elvis Presley. Shut the front door right now. I know. You didn't go to an Elvis Presley concert. Oh, yes, I did when I was 12 years old. He died in 76, 77. Yeah. See, what year did you see, see him? I, I don't remember. I was at the Anaheim Convention Center. What? My dad got tickets for my mom as a surprise. My mom is a huge Elvis Presley fan. Yes, still is. That's yes. all that's playing in her car right. right now. And it's the old Elvis, right? Oh, you know, yes. Lip yes. quivering, the whole situation. Oh, I saw him. In concert. In concert. At the Anaheim Convention Center. I did. He was wearing a white jumpsuit. Mind blown. I shut the front door. I know you're jealous. You have no idea how I jealous I am. I know. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I've also seen John Denver. <gasps> if that makes sense. You any- got all the goodies under your belt before they passed on. I know. I've also seen Neil Diamond a couple times. I've seen I've seen Neil Diamond, the Jewish Elvis. It's the best I can do. Love him too. Oh, so I love anyway. Him. Wow, yes. that's a whole nother podcast. I know. Uh-huh. So anyway, asking questions. Asking questions. Having, having something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, consider hosting Sunday dinners on a regular basis. You'll be surprised on how easily the idea catches on. And I have one more. What's that? Be willing to give up the Sunday dinner at your house and uh, go somewhere else. Yeah. We yep. have talked about it. Yeah. We haven't implemented it because my family... Um, we have my one son has two little kids and I like them coming to my house because the they don't have to worry about their house being no. a certain way but if they want to have it at their house we have gone to their house right. and my other son who's just gotten married we will go to their house it's not a huge house but we can all fit there be open to letting other people have the same experiences and opportunities if as they you, want if they want yeah and you know what you have to bring it up though you might have to say so I was thinking, does anybody else want to host family dinner? I don't want to take it all 
I don't want to hog it up. If anybody else wants to, you know, I told my kids, I'll still bring the main course. Oh, that's nice of you. No, I'll bring the crock pot with the roast in it and we'll go over to your house. Right. It's up to you. Right. But give them the opportunity to do that. It's a lot of work for a young set of parents, a young mom who's got two little kids. I can see that that would be like, you might get crickets in return when you toss that out there. But to just say, listen, I'm crock potting anyway. We want to come out and see the kids and see your new grass in your backyard and watch Henry ride his new trike or whatever. So that you don't have to get that whole circus over here to my house. We'll we'll bring the circus to you. I think I remember hearing from people and I even remember experiencing that, that like for traditional Christmases and Thanksgivings in both of our families, it was always the parents had to host it, right? Yes, always. Like, and it was kind of like, why can't somebody else host it? Mm-hmm. Nope. I know. And it kind of bugged me. Yeah. Growing up. Yeah. I thought. I mean, as an adult with my own family. Right. So I'm going to give people the opportunity. Yeah. You want to have it at your house? We'll drive to your house, and I'll bring the crock pot. Fine. I'll bring everything. Fine. I. I mean, I'll bring as much as I need to bring. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hog it up and I want to give you the opportunity. No, it's great. The other idea that's not on here but that I thought about and is maybe exchanging recipes. Oh, that's such a great. Those are my favorite parties or get-togethers or whatever. Right. So yeah. when you bring it like if if I ask my sister to bring a salad, she needs to provide the recipe, the recipe for the salad. Sure. If I'm bringing the pot roast, I'm going to bring the recipe for that and we exchange it and everyone leaves with a full meal yeah. and a recipe. New ideas. New yeah. ideas. They're so easy. Another idea that I heard of and thought of a long time ago is breakfast for dinner. Oh, oh my gosh. That's such a, that's such a treat. And, and the reason I'm saying that is maybe, maybe it isn't that you do a Sunday dinner. Maybe it's Saturday brunch. Yeah. Maybe it is like Tuesday chicken and waffles. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Is it's, I'm, I'm saying just put Tr- it out there. Right. I love changing it up. Oh my gosh. French toast, biscuits and gravy. <sighs> Oh, a side of some fruit. We're also very hungry right now. Oh my gosh. But that's such a great idea though when you're talking about those theme meals and how can we just get away from being uh, pot roast every Sunday or whatever, you know, it gets a little boring. And sometimes people like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's that comfort food that you look forward to. You're like, I'm going to my mom's house on Sunday. I know I'm going to have that roast dinner. I'm going to have that crusty bread. I'm going to have the pie for dessert. Mm Mm-hmm. I can count on that. No, there is comfort in that. And I love, I, I do love that. I'm a big comfort food person. I do have to say though, that you become known for, <laughs> Denise is selling herself short when she says she's not a very creative cook, blah, blah, blah. But I can tell you right now, two weeks ago, I was walking out of church and this, this young, this young lady. <laughs> I know what she's going to say. young lady comes walking down the hall opposite <laughs> and we both get to the front door at the same time and we're, we're leaving. And this young lady has a plate full of food and on that plate was a giant belgian waffle with some syrup there were some blueberries that she was trying to keep under control because they were just uh, just flying all over and there was a little pile of little smokies and i saw those little smokies if you don't know what little smokies are i didn't know until i met denise <laughs> what they were i'd never seen them i have no idea what they are until i had a brunch at denise's house and she is a big believer in the little smoky and their family tiny, tradition well they're tiny little sausages that it they taste like a million bucks they give you the nitrates that you want for breakfast food but they're simple they're easy to make 
You oh. don't have to watch over them, and you sort you of put them in a cast iron skillet, mm-hmm. or you can put in anything. But I do cast iron. Yep. And if you haven't had a little smoky, you haven't lived. You absolutely haven't lived. And as soon as I saw that little smoky <laughs> pile on this young lady's plate, I went, "Oh, Denise is here cooking." She's like, "Yes," and she's chewing. You know, so Denise is known for. She may be known for keep it simple, smarty, but she is. I don't known. mean to brag, but my little smokies are world renowned. Everybody loves my little smokies. That's Denise's. I'm gonna credo. get a T-shirt. I'm going to get a t-shirt made. Let's do it. Ask me about my little Smokies. That's it. I'm writing it down. (laughs) So again, I'm kind of on a tangent, but I'm a big believer in relationships. I love food. Yep. I love people. And I especially love my people. Mm -hmm. And I keep asking myself, what's going on with society? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. So my takeaway today, my tag for everybody is today is embrace your people and start having family dinners, family meals, occasions to come together and do it. Again, something that our family isn't great at, but a lot of families do it, is they celebrate birthdays on a regular basis. So for everybody who's having a birthday in a month, they all get together one time a month and they celebrate that birthday. Yeah, I love that. Or they celebrate the quarterly birthday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. Make Find a reason to come together. I know some of you might be thinking, but what if I have that one person in my family that I can't handle? Yep. I yeah. get it. Hey, guess what? We all Everyone's do. got that person. We all do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to include them every time. Hmm. But I'm also thinking, give it a chance. Yeah. Maybe in a in a, the right setting, at the right time, with the right attitude, things could change. Sure. So that's my... That's your takeaway gift. My takeaway gift is eat together and have fun. I love it. So great. Well, you know, I learned a lot. I took notes. I took <laughs> notes during this version of She had no Girls. idea what we were going to talk about today because I'm like, I have something just that I need to get off my chest that I want to discuss. That I really think is important for is. society. And and when I was telling you earlier about Sammy, um, the reason I brought her up is because I realized that young kids value this as much as we do. Yeah, They might not be able to express it because it's more of a feeling that they get from it. Mm-hmm. And it's also something that they can count on. They need it, especially now. Yeah, We all need a sense of feeling like we belong, a sense of safety, a sense of peace, a sense of a place to be. So create it. Very good. This has been Two Average Girls. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We'll see you soon. Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Fries.